Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 41 of The Fighting Goat. This is Arjun Chibalkati, a.k.a. The Mystic Chips. And along with my partner, Somesh, the superhuman camera. We've had one heck of a week in the world of mixed martial arts and boxing. The launch of a new boxing league by the Indian art revolution called Hell's Bay Pro Boxing. A great UFC card that featured Jose Aldo and perennial contender Rob Font. A lot of drama and musti as well in that world of boxing, which we will get to right after this quick commercial break. Don't go anywhere. Welcome back to episode 41 of The Fighting Goat. You're listening to The Mystic Chips, Arjun Chipalkati, along with my partner, Somesh, the superhuman camera. Namaste, <laughs> ji. Namaste. Namaste. Before we even get started on this entire thing, we have a little bit of a surprise. This Friday, Mr. Kamra and I are going to be part of a very exclusive first time ever in the history of retail shopping. Yes. We are going to be the hosts of three shows on uh, Friday. What is the date on Friday, Somesh? It's the 10th of December. Yes, sir. So on the 10th of December, Mr. Kamra and I are going to be doing a M Live, which is a Mintra Live to sport at leisure and talk about all the stupid times where Govinda has made a fun of me and <laughs> all about the masti of the world of MMA. And perhaps you'll get to see a few moves as well. Absolutely. Now, <laughs> I mean, by no means are we, you know, are we fighters or anything? And, and it's not meant to be that kind of video, you know, it's right. meant to be something fun. It's meant to be, it's meant to talk about the kind of clothes. Athleisure, if you noticed, has become a big thing anyway now. Absolutely. In fact, most of these people who come on the Kapil Sharma show, you know, be it mm. Siddharth Malhotra, be it, you know, Ajay Devgan, be it mm. Akshay Kumar, they all wear a certain kind of clothing. It's called athleisure. That particular department is called athleisure, which is athletic leisure wear. So you're actually, you know, you know like, so you're sporty, but yet you're kind of comfortable. So it's an honor doing this uh, with Arjun Chipalkati, aka Mystic Chips, and myself. Only on Mintra. So we're going to be live at 3 p.m., 5 p.m. and 8 p.m. You can download the app and watch us live. Portray yes, the best clothing, do some moves, do some musty. <laughs> you can shop live. Yes, sir. So this is actually one big venture that's happening and which is going to be a really, really fun thing. We right. Fingers crossed. We'll see. So guys, tune in. But apart from that, let's quickly get down. First, we're going to do the news of the week before we get to the meet. Oh my God. Firstly, hang on. Tommy Fury has pulled out. Tommy Fury, who is Tyson Fury's uh, son or nephew, sorry. Brother, brother. Brother. Oh, hang on. No. I thought no, Tommy Fury is not his brother, yeah? Tommy his brother? is his brother. Yeah, yeah. Tommy brother, Fury. my mistake, brother. He looks so, he looks like a kid. That's why. Yeah. Thought, you know? And you know, the gypsy king looks a lot older than that. You know, brother from another mother kind of thing. Maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> so anyway, Tommy Fury, who was scheduled to fight Jake Paul. Yeah. You know, and that would have been actually Somesh, his Jake Paul's first legitimate boxer. Legitimate. Yes. yes. As compared to the, you know, him calling out all the wrestlers. Retired wrestlers from the UFC. The Ben Askrins and stuff. The Ben Askrins and the Tyron Woodley who cracked him, by the way. Yeah. And that's a funny part. So, Tommy Fury pulled out due to injury. So, everybody, you know. So, immediately, Tyron Woodley has stepped in again Correct. for the rematch. Correct. Correct. Isn't that funny? Well, it is going to be funny because this time, it will be really funny if we see another bet going down where... Uh, Jake Paul again tells him, in case you lose, you have to tattoo my name again on your body. <laughs> yeah, it's seriously. I mean, but this time, I don't know. Firstly, is this time are people interested to watch it? 
<laughs> well, I think I think they would be because there was always that that little banter going on between Tyron Woodley and mm. uh, Jake Paul, and surprisingly, Tyron Woodley lost to Jake Paul the last time. Uh, this time, I think he's coming in for a revenge, and hopefully, you know, things turn out the other way, and the hype train stops. Because, see, to be honest, I'm I'm an absolute fan of the real sport. So I love boxing yeah, exactly, for boxing, man. not for entertainment. All this for me is entertainment. I don't even see these fights, to be honest. I just watch the highlights, and eventually, I just catch up on the results. Hey, we got to watch it, man. We got to watch it. In, this in, time, this time though, we should watch. This time, it. we should we watch should. it because I mean, it's, it's you know, it's fun. Sometimes it's good to see the lighter side, you know. Absolutely, but absolutely. let's not. Let's not confuse it for even one moment because uh, because we got to see some incredible boxing. Australia's first boxer who has made it, who ran, who's become a champion. Yes. And, and we saw some incredible boxing happening all around the world. From yes. the US to India to Middle East. We've seen, we keep talking about, you know, how boxing is coming up again. You know, um, Somish, do you know this guy, Kamal Mustafa? Yes, I know the who's coach, a, right? Who's a boxing trainer, boxing coach. Yes, yes. In fact, he has a lot of accolades under his belt. You know, he's, he's a national medal winner. Right. He was an Olympic alternate. He did a lot of work in, in his life for boxing. Right. And I, I got down, I sat down for a chat with him earlier. And he was saying that he's like, dude, he's like, I agree. He's like, he, by the way, he says he heard our show and he's a fan. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. He would, that's he would awesome. one day maybe like to come on. We'll have to suddenly get him on as a guest one day to talk about the nuances of boxing. Kudos to coach. Kudos to the coach. And so he talked about how how so many youths in India are, even though they're seeing the sport of MMA, have started. I saw so much. I saw a lot of these guys, okay, who there were two titles on the line. There was the w, WBC India title. That's right. And then the WBC Silver Asia title. Right. Which was fought. And these boys have now adopted the North American approach of promotion because they started wow. talking better. They speak English. They're picking up the, the kind of style, the way to talk, the calling right. out fighters, the wanting. Not once did a guy say, oh, you know, apart from, you know, I fight for my coach, my pride, my country. They went, he's like, I'm fighting for the money. I want the ah. big ticket fights. I want to go fight in Vegas. My dream is to fight in Vegas. My dream is to fight in Macau. My dream is to fight in a big ticket event. So. Maybe, you know, you know, we keep, we keep saying, you know, India is, we are slow starters, but when we catch up, we catch up. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and I mean, look coming. at, you know, look at the ISL, the ISL, the football league is doing just yeah. that. You know, it started off very slow, but right now it's picking up steam with the contract values going extremely high with the players getting paid well, they're yes. treated well, you know, they have an entire season, you know, even though the season happens for, I think, three to four months in a year, they're training throughout the year, they're paid throughout the year. So I think it's it's a great first step. Yeah, and you know, so much the funny thing is that they, this was happening at a stadium in Hyderabad. And uh, yeah. I was hearing from a couple of the promoters saying that they haven't, this is not a free event, it was, it was a ticketed event. And I said, really? So people have started paying for a live gate. Now, the audience was not that great. Maybe there would have been about 1,500 to 2,000 people max. But that's not bad. But that's not bad for a start. And that's not bad for a new organization. Right. Right. Absolutely. And and that too, not even for a marquee card. There's no Vijinder Singh on the card. Correct. You know, that to pull in the guys. Correct. And I'm still, I was quite surprised that people still paid. So maybe there is a scope for, I think, in boxing that people can have ticketed events. Maybe well, promoters can make some money off the gate. Well, you know, in fact, my thought on this is pretty simple. Now, the cost of a ticket to go to a movie theater is not less than 350 bucks. You know, wherever we go, 
it's usually between by which which cheap theater are you going to here yeah, nowadays so you know a box of popcorn costs 600 bucks you know so 350 bucks to 450 bucks is the cost of a ticket so when you go there you will be having a samosa you will be having some popcorn yeah. so honestly even now you get now you even get full shezwan chicken or shahjan chicken mil jata <laughs> so so my point <laughs> is that on an average you're spending anywhere from 650 to 800 bucks per person thousand if, bucks if you go for a movie now yeah. what happens in a sporting event which is you know the same you know it's going to be about 3 hours long it's a live event there are multiple people out there i think people have kind of shifted their focus instead of going for a movie maybe they don't mind going for a show you know maybe, like maybe. a boxing event or maybe an mma event because Yeah. it eventually a live show there's obviously there's going to be some prestige value out there you know it's a lot more interactive you know you can see the athletes sometimes you can meet them take photos you know build reels yeah. all these things so i think you know these two years of the pandemic have taught people that maybe we can just go for the netflix amazon prime and and now instead of spending on a pvr or another movie or whatever of that sort they can just go to a live event when the option is open so i think the attitude maybe. is changing i think it's i think it's good for the fraternity if there's a good number two entertainment segment in this country but the entire model is i think is firstly you know uh, pay per view is yet to reach india in terms of yeah. you know in terms of yeah. sport nobody's going to pay if people don't pay for cricket they're not going to pay for any other absolutely sport. absolutely so um but the thing is what i what i'm liking is that that the the focus of these sports is not in tier 1 cities like bombay and delhi it's in tier 2 right. cities like the right. rajkots right. and the lucknows and the yes. and the hyderabads they actually crave this kind of entertainment but they're like also- oh wow you know but also chips i personally feel it also comes down to the taxes that are involved you know now maybe in the tier 2 cities you know the municipal corporation may give a waiver on the taxes like no, no, for I example mean, i mean the crowd that enjoys the sport not the hosting aspect well i personally believe if there's a rock band coming to mumbai i think it would be flood gated from day no, one but no, honestly rock band know, different you know i'm saying boxing event for example you know the kind of taxes that are paid on entertainment are so high in the metros it's ridiculous maybe, bombay maybe that's why you know these promoters do not want to come to tier 1 cities and no. and like why so no but i think you, you know it's it's when super fox fight league came to you know was doing it at famous studios and yeah. they had an audience it's just it's the and then this is the reality of it but that they was free all, right all the marketing even despite it being free people yeah. didn't come because tier 1 city guys people in bombay have so many options of entertainment very true that very this true. is not part of their the thought process they're like acha uh, is jacqueline fernandez opening the show then i'll come right. maybe right or is is nora fatehi going to dance then i'll come maybe right you know right. it's it's that thought process so the, which is why you have there has to be an amalgamation a mix of bollywood and any sport in a city like bombay whereas in delhi and punjab you can just on the name of the boxers sell the entire event correct and correct. i have seen this in in the north because people were breaking down the doors of city fort to Man, get in and see their guys love it i love I that i love it and so much it was a stadium it was a small stadium small by means it had a capacity of 15000 people but there were huge 18000 people sitting there screaming the rafters were rumbling i couldn't hear myself in the commentary box wow i wow, couldn't hear myself wow. i was yelling and, and the fights and when there was a knockout holy shit everything <laughs> went ballistic and i have to appreciate the indian audience now because a lot of people were patient there were no finishes in this card right but there were strategic fights 
good strategic boxing but that also you know that will also change over time because fighters are also realizing that you know what eventually they have to learn how to put on a show yes you can't this is not a this is not a glorified sparring session i understand it for a title fight absolutely yes. understand it yes title yes. fight you got to do what you want because you want to win the title you want to have the prestige you want the money right but for the rest i think these guys are realizing that they need to go for broke absolutely absolutely and, and you know who went for broke rob oh Fort. man Rob Font really he went for the kill but man Jose Aldo what did he pull off there what did he pull off dude i'm telling you in a 3 round fight nobody i think apart from peter yan nobody is beating aldo in a 3 round fight very three true. round fight very nobody is beating very true you know so the last you know like the last ufc card had a 35 year old jose aldo who has dropped a weight category who has had a resurgence a unanimous decision 50 45 50 45 49 46 which means all the judges had a clear decision he was and almost in every round he hurt him he yes. hurt him he rocked him he rattled him he almost got the choke but it's just his gas tank man and the trouble is aldo throws with everything yeah. he doesn't there's nothing light he throws he throws he throws to put your lights out right but he lasted 5 rounds and pretty much he, he finished the feeding, show he was you know. feeding badly after the fourth and a lot of experts said you know okay it's not you know firstly to do that to aldo is not going to be easy people yeah. are like oh you have to you know you have to wrestle him in the first few rounds i right. said in the first few round you have to get to aldo first yeah yeah he's getting to quick. aldo yeah he's he's still so quick man, man he's no, still it's... so fast you know it's, it's almost 20 unreal. you know it's almost 15 years of a fighting career yeah multiple fights in different organizations no no he started when he was 7 no technically 7 <laughs> 7 <laughs> i think oh man you know i think he started when he was about 20 21 so it's almost 14 15 years of a professional fighting career he's yeah, 35 years old and man that speed you know he's he's equally motivated he's dropping weight there's no issue of him you know there was a time where he could not make featherweight he could not make 145 and right now he's making 135 with ease i mean it's incredible considering that when he was 20 years old this man faced mike brown at ufc uh, sorry at wbc 44 yeah for the belt and yeah. took mike brown to a decision when yeah. he was a kid when he was yeah. an absolute kid and yeah. the killer that he became and reigned for 10 years unreal, unreal. over the featherweight division it was something spectacular unreal. and to see and to see him you know standing at at number 4 at bantamweight yeah just under the top 3 contenders is is something spectacular you i know, mean he's you, got a you know do you know one very interesting fact about aldo in his entire mma career he has never gone out of the first 10 he has always been in rank 1 mm. to 10 like from top champion fighter yeah he's always been a top 10 fighter till date he's never gone out imagine i think absolutely like worst phase agree. and obviously in his best phase he was a champion for about 10 years at his worst he's never gone out of the top 10 even even when he had when he dropped those two losses to max three holloway losses. yeah three losses you know he had three two losses to max row. holloway i remember yeah yeah them were to max and those were bad ones those were stoppages yes those were stoppages barrage of punches and just max right. outworks everybody man yeah. max is going to outwork everybody in the world and the peter yan fight so and the peter yan fight was hard to watch that could have been stopped two rounds before exactly but, but imagine any, you know, but, that's the dedication of this guy that's 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 the kind of performance he brings on that's the kind of motivation he has man he does man you know he's 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 somebody incredible we got to be we got to spot him in the legends uh, 
podcast one of these days yes, for sure for sure but in other news in one last piece of news is of course everybody has been noticing how jacked conor mcgregor has gotten yes he's had some uh, one he's people are making memes saying naganu's best next opponent is conor mcgregor and <laughs> i'm just like okay chal okay that's that's clearly a joke but but honestly i think he's prepping for something at welterweight you know and what they said you know there's a one photo that he posted you know where you know where he's where he's kind of grunged his mouth dude his face is looking huge also you know does he look like popeye a little bit little bit little bit he is looking jacked man he's looking but jacked then who's olive oil <laughs> 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 so corner is corner whatever resurgence he's in he's getting jacked he's probably putting on the muscle mass he realized that he was not sitting down on his shorts he didn't have that power anymore and maybe that happens as you grow older whatever yeah but the thing is the, the thing is the funny thing is i heard a little bit of news from uh, another podcast that this is all speculation we don't know there are rumors yeah. that dana white might be considering a michael chandler versus conor mcgregor fight Oh my god but that's going to be at lightweight that's at 155 right no chandler can go up to welter oh my god that's going to be pretty oh. I, i was in fact thinking of mcgregor versus kamzat at 170 no man kamzat chimaev right now no no, no. i mean, i love i love conor and i really want to see honestly look i want conor conor has already been a two time champion yeah so screw the belt screw whatever just Go in and do the marky fun fights, na? Go fight Diaz one more time. Go fight Chandler. Go fight Gechi Vispri. Let's have some fun here. <laughs> you know, it's it's fun. I think you owe the fans this. But as he wrote, uh, as uh, in the in the corner, uh, Dana White was on the Brewster podcast. Yeah, he was saying that he was you know Connor's unfinished business, and Connor replied on a tweet saying uh, that he's like I absolutely am unfinished business. It's and I know who he's referring to. Win lose, I you know I don't know what happens this coming Sunday with with uh, Dustin Poirier whether he becomes champion or not. But I think uh, Conor McGregor wants God. one chance more at him. <laughs> man, that's crazy. That's so what crazy. do you think about Chandler of, Conor, man? Oh man, I think it's killer. But I do feel it should happen at lightweight, which is one fifty five pounds, and mm. it should not happen at one seventy. But having said that, we've got some. banging banging information coming up let us speak you know what there are so many people talking to us and writing to us about the value of an undefeated fighter versus an exciting fighter that coming up after this short commercial break where mystic chips and superhuman camera get on a intense discussion of undefeated fighters versus exciting fighters see you on the other side Welcome back to episode 41 you've been listening to Arjun aka Mystic Chips and Somesh the Superhuman Camera only on the Fighting Goat available on IVM podcasts exclusively all across major multiple platforms and now we've been talking what a great week we had what great new boxing great MMA but we come back you know I, and Somesh you you know you might be right maybe I've talked about this in the past with you spec separately maybe not on the podcast yeah we always we've always compared old school to new school we've always compared old school fighters to new school fighters right we compare old school fans to new school fans right and i think there's one thing here where i think a lot of fans have started putting pressure on fighters and judging them by their records of defeats to wins yes 
I think uh, that is in the case. Okay, the biggest example that we can open with is uh, the retirement Khabib. of Khabib Nurmagomedov. <laughs> now, Khabib is 32 years old. That's some people consider that not even the prime yet. Not yeah. even the prime yet. Yeah. Well, in India, it's the age to get married. No, no, India, the age to get married is when Aldo won the belt. When he was 21. <laughs> that is the age to get married. Right? If you're, especially if you're Sindhi Marwadi, which is which Mr. Kamara is. So. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. 21 is the age to get married. So, Very it, true. But I got so, married at the age of 27, by the way. That's the South Indian age. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, I'm, I'm, so I'm off the market, but chips is available. <laughs> no, I have, I have, I have, I have, shot, I have, I have done wrong by my family by not getting married early. <laughs> Oh, no, anyway, huh? so Khabib, Khabib, he had a great reign. He's a he's a great champion. He was undefeated. But do you think he focused more on the aspect of remaining undefeated vis-a-vis, you know, look at, look at Silva when he was in his prime, okay? He yeah. jumped up weight classes to take on challengers. Challengers right. like Forrest Griffin, Stephen Bonner, James Irwin at that light heavyweight division. He, right. was, he wasn't afraid to say, okay, I'll step in on short notice against Daniel Cormier. Right. Or anything. And I think that is a mentality where nobody cared about the defeated or undefeated aspect. Well, Chips, you know, we have in fact spoken about this. There's a difference between fighters and fighters. Now, when we speak about the fighters who came out to fight, like the hungry division, we obviously, you know, like speak about the Wanderley Silvers. The guys who really didn't care about records. You know, like we speak about the Diaz brothers. Chuck Liddell. You know, they just came out there to put on a show because that was inbuilt in them. Now, mm. say someone like Khabib. You know, when we speak about Khabib, we talk about the dominant wrestling, we talk about the ground and pound, and then we talk about the record. But when we speak of Khabib, we never talk about his opponents. Because to be honest, he's got maybe two or three opponents, good ones that he's beaten. You know? I mean, Barboza. Michael Johnson, Gechi. You know, Michael Johnson, I would say, oh, no. okay, fine. But I would say Connor, Gechi, uh, Ally Quinta, uh, uh, Poyer. But see, you know what? The Ally Quinta fight was on four days' notice. It went all the five rounds. Yeah, which, and, and, and Al stuffed his takedowns, funnily you enough. You know, I would not call them marquee great fighters or great hmm. wins. You know, okay, fine. You no, know, great fighters, but not great wins. And Michael Johnson actually hurt him. I remember he did. He Khabib did. getting stiffened up by that one shot. Mm-hmm. He got badly stiffened up and then of course it was over. But okay, okay. Then okay, then okay. Khabib is one example where you know his record being undefeated was so important that he left the sport. Now he gave, he cited many reasons, and I'm sure I'll get a lot of flack for this, but yeah. He cited all the reasons in the world saying that, you know, it was such a sad moment when he lost his father to COVID. Right. And it was a sad moment, you know, for a lot of people. A lot of people in the world had lost someone during COVID. Right. Which is still on, so stay safe, everybody. Right. But my point is that it's, I think, somewhere that may have messed up with his mind. And that has made him quit more than anything else. But see, do you think someone like Khabib who talks about mental strength at some level, do you think he is that weak in his mind or do you think at no, some I, level you know there was also that fact that I don't want to lose my O 29 and O of course is no joke he's done a great performance mm. but you know maybe 32 33 and O would be great but if he had that one loss it would be that big taint on his O record do you think he was trying to avoid that at some level I think you know I don't know what to say because we always talk about how fighters uh, change after their losses. Yeah. Uh, after how fighters change after losses. You know, undefeated right. fighter is fearless. 
he right. is always because he doesn't know what getting losing is right and i think it's important to lose somewhere even the greatest in the world uh, absolutely, anderson absolutely. has lost yes. and when uh, his losses taught him more than his wins ever would because it's it's his losses earlier in his career which showed which made him so dominant later then he went on his 16 fight win streak yes yes absolutely and, absolutely and same with kumar usman he also lost earlier and then he's become so dominant right. it's 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 the losses in that make you know the the future it's how you react from the losses so maybe maybe there are but there are fighters you know you saw what happened to ronda rousey she lost and then she was lost yeah it just changed her career path whatsoever no matter know? what she did she is never the same again right right you know you know but see you know coming back to the undefeated fighters you know when we speak of being undefeated do you think there's that added pressure where the fighter doesn't want to lose that zero so he picks and chooses his fights versus looking at an entertaining career for say the next 3 years or 4 years you know like honestly look at the undefeated fighters who are there right now you know like honestly you don't even know them there's a guy called Bryce Mitchell i mean do we even yeah, know him of course i know Bryce Mitchell yeah. yeah i mean honestly i don't there's a guy called Movsar Ivalov i mean okay, honestly no, i don't even know who he is there's there's Sean Brady who's 14 and 0 you know yeah. uh, who i know there's askar askarov who's another 14 yes, and 0 you know so i mean great you know like jack jack shore i don't even know who he is like 13 and 0 yeah but it's it's it, you know one needs to see the manner in which these guys fought exactly Now, exactly i mean if you're going to go if you're going to go and take someone down and and hold them down for three rounds and say okay i won cool i mean that's your game that's your game but yeah. at the end of the day is anybody going to remember you well not at all but on the flip side you know if i look at some of the fighters who i think are exciting but yet defeated at some level let's talk about nick diaz let's talk about shogun hua let's talk about junior dos santos let's talk about bj yeah. pen let's talk about chuck liddell there is uh, john Leoto jones machida, also you know even even yoto machida you know the man who was undefeated one of the first guys who were was was so undefeated in the karate yeah. stance and yeah. the, the puzzle the mystery he got defeated but then he came back yes absolutely you know wonderly silva showtime petis i mean i don't even need to have these names written because i just remember them for the wars that they've had not because of yeah. the undefeated record these guys are so skilled they are such good fighters that they don't care about whether they win or lose they're out there to fight exactly if you're out there for records honestly you can play or fight any other sport exactly and you know i'm i'm going to remember i'm going to remember uh, feather eminin enko regardless of his tap to to bodu absolutely regardless that he tapped to bodu nobody gives a crap nobody yeah, 40 so and 6 40 you know, 40 wins 6 losses he was but, undefeated forever but he fought like he had nothing to lose apps and he still does he still fights and he still fights in fact he's looking in better shape now to be he's, honest he is in fact bellator is getting to uh, moscow sometime in 2022 for fedor's mm-hmm. last fight but some I feel he's it's not going to be his last fight i think people like that will never want to stop fighting yeah. it's it's they they'll, they'll pick and choose you know he'll go yeah. to one exhibition in japan again yeah. for fun <laughs> he'll do some time pass somewhere he'll do a sambo tournament here and then absolutely and, but the funny thing here is, is that is, is you know now for example even islam makachev nine fight who's there I mean Dan Hooker is the biggest name. Yes, Dan Hooker is the biggest name who uh, I think stepped up on short notice. His yeah. next fight however I think is going to be his biggest challenge versus Beniel Dariush. 
Now that is going to be a fight. And and Team Khabib has already been talking about it, you know. Yes. And Benil came on the Benil was talking on some podcast about he's like, yeah, you know, Khabib is trying to drum up drama. He's yeah. going to do the drama. He's like, oh, you know, if when when Islam wins, he's going to be guaranteed a title shot and a and a and a double bonus from Dana White. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, and and the kind of approach that Benil had, he's like, listen, you know, the UFC is a business, and the promoters and the bosses. I don't know if they'll give me a title shot. It all depends on who is the best to be promoted at the time. Correct. And that is such a intelligent and mature way of thinking because he is intelligent. He is so intelligent, and this is gonna. And he's like, man, he's got that. He's got that. You know who he reminds me of? The calmness of Gegard Mousasi. Yes. Uh, Mousasi used to not even breathe heavy. He used to be like, ha, ठीक है, होगा होगा. Yes, yes. And the way he was in the interview, he said he's like, I'm not afraid of the grappling. Like I am also a grappler, but he's not gonna be able to bully me. You know, in fact, a rank three, Benil Darius is saying, oh, you know, so people are hyping up Islam, but his striking is average. I'm better. His grappling is good, but I'm better. In fact, a rank three is kind of hyping himself up versus a rank six or seven or whatever Islam is, you know. So I, I mean, think now Islam is a rank five now. You know, After that it, win to uh, win against Hooker, you know, it's quite it's quite unfair just because he doesn't hype up the fights and he's not a showman. Uh, it's sad to see you know him marketing himself versus you know the organization or other reporters or his camp or whatever hyping him up because Islam anyways has the hype behind him. No, his his and his hype is justified, but at the same time, we have not we have yet to see him against a tough contender with a full camp. Yes, yes, we have yet to see him, and in he couldn't have got a better fight in Benil Darius because absolutely Darius is a great grappler. He's dangerous on the ground, absolutely, and he's he's not going to get bullied. In fact, you 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 know you remember when Michael Kiesa fought uh, Vicente Luque? Yeah. Everybody said, "Oh man, Vicente Luque uh, is such a dangerous grappler. He's such a takeout, perfect takedown artist and submission artist." Right. What happened? He got What choked out. Vicente Luque <laughs> caught him in a fucking dash choke in the first minute yeah. and surprised him yeah. and choked him out. And today's his birthday, so happy birthday, Michael Kiesa. Hey, happy birthday! Oh, by the way, we uh, Sumesh Kamra and I, the thing would like to give a big shout out to Amir King Khan. It's his birthday. Oh, Amir King Khan, happy birthday, man! Yes, happy birthday, yeah. Amir King Khan. Have a great one, and looking forward on having you on the Fighting Goat yeah, very, very it, soon. Huh? He said it. He has to be there now. <laughs> he yeah. said it. He said it on my Instagram live. He I said mean, it. Honestly, even if he says no, we can't do anything to him. Yeah? <laughs> I mean, he's, no, he's, he's 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 his fight is on in February on February twenty second oh, nice. against Brooks in uh, in Vegas. He's in training camp. He's focused. He's dedicated. So we wish him all the best for his fight. Before or after, we're still going to get him on the show. Absolutely, absolutely. And moving on, we would yes, love sir. we would love to hear from all of you. Do you think an undefeated fighter has more prestige slash excitement, or is it someone who just goes out there and brawl? For all of this, like please, 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 please tag us and hashtag us Arjun Chips and Somesh Kamra and IVM Podcast, and we would love to hear from you. There's some exciting merchandise to be given to all of you out there. Some T-shirts, some mugs, some caps, but you need to tag us and hashtag us across all social media platforms. Now, having said that. 
we're coming up to the last pay-per-view event of the year UFC so sad yeah UFC 269 where Arjun Chips and me Superhuman Kamra we're going to be in the studios this Sunday oh, one hour special one it's a special. one hour special but all of that is coming up after this short commercial break see you on the other side stay tuned for predictions more gifts more hampers but only if you tag and hashtag us see you on the other side Welcome back to episode 41 of The Fighting Goat. You've been listening to Mystic Chips, Arjun Chipalkati and Somesh Kamra for the past 45 minutes, I must say. We've had some great discussions so far, my friend. A lot of fighting, uh, a lot of talking, a lot of legacies, a lot of unfinished businesses. Yes. And speaking of something that is going to be happening, that is the most incredible fight card coming up. with one of the most favorite fighters of mr kamra's in the you know one of the most favorite most favorite what's his name somesh uh <laughs> <laughs> hey he got a private jet drop now this time you <laughs> i'm now beginning to hate you are <laughs> <laughs> but his jet is good huh he looks I am, good when he I, came out of the jet i am only a friend because you have membership with chamber <laughs> uh, like a chamber golf club golf club totally chamber golf easily na maybe eat the hara hara kebabs and the lovely beer and all that <laughs> for cheap <laughs> for cheap for really cheap no what is it what is what is the thing i drink red bliss red mist that thing yeah. that gives you night yeah. blindness in one yeah. eye yeah whatever like whatever that's worth 40 bucks a lot डिसम्बरियोज for all of you to get all your your works. favorite athletic clothing out there but chips let's get straight on straight into the card man 269 so let me just Boom. first spell the card out bantamweight division opening the card with sugar shawn o'malley and rollian pavia sorry paiva 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 we have kai kara france and cody gabrand oh in, my god that's going to be a banger in the flyweight division the welterweight oh, it's, it's cody's it's cody's uh, it's cody's first fight in the debut. flyweight debut yes it's his debut in the flyweight division yep. the welterweight division has joff neil and santiago ponzinibbio oh my god the, the pon man the co-main event of the evening is the champ amanda nunes taking on juliana venezuelan vixen penia and the main event of That's the evening be good. in the lightweight division where charles olivera is defending his belt against former champ dustin the diamond poyer 
Holy your... shit! <laughs> I'm sweating already. <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's a card. You know, it's a, it's a hell of a card. It's a banging card. It's starting at 8:30 a.m. India time. The main card, but the main part before that is we are going live on Sony 101, Sony 102, Sony 103, or at 7:30 a.m. 7:30 a.m. Both Mystic Chips and the Superhuman will be live. We'll be giving you analysis, tips, and of course, we'll be making our Famous, famous predictions where I have been winning for what seems like the last decade now. So, <laughs> well, well, it will be like some, you know. We I had mean, to stop the contest because of the unfairness <laughs> to Mr. Kamra. He complained off scene saying that we had bus now. Bus. Well, bus. you know, it had you know it had come to a time where I had to tell Ivy and listen, cut this guy's money now. You know, <laughs> you know 50% cut. <laughs> <laughs> No, but this is actually, you know, it's fun. We play these games where we we, we try and use analysis to predict. But yeah. at the same time, it's such an unpredictable sport because anything yeah. can happen. Very Anything true. can happen. You favor the odds and see how it goes. But always, guys, remember your predictions. You do the same thing that we do. You make the predictions and tag us on social media. And I promise you, you're going to see some merchandise coming your way. Absolutely. Right you'll see some merchandise coming. Absolutely. Chips, there is one other thing that I forgot. The prelim card also. Oh, yes. Is Let's hear it. extremely, extremely crazy where we've got Tai Tuwasa and Augusto Sakai. In the, in the heavyweight division. Do, Dominic Cruz and Pedro Munoz in the bantamweight division. And Damn. we have got Josh Emnett and Dan Ige in the featherweight division. This is on the prelims of UFC 269. Dan Ige is in the prelims. Dominic Cruz versus uh, uh, Pedro Munoz. Pedro Munoz who just fought Aldo a couple of months back. Absolutely. The pre-prelims has Alex Perez. It has uh, Eric Anders. My and God. my uh, Ryan Hall. Ryan Hall in the pre-prelims. My God, it's a it's a fully, fully stacked card from top to bottom. But wow. we will be only covering the main card, which opens at 7.30 a.m., with the ultimate guide to UFC. And of course, we are talking about it right now on the fighting goat. So, Sumesh, let's get into it. Rank wow. 20th. I don't even know uh, who Sugar Sean O'Malley is fighting, to be honest. Uh, he's he's a unranked opponent who is, uh, I think he's he's out of the top 20, right? Yes, he is. Rolian Paiva. Rolian Paiva. I've seen some tape on this guy. This guy's tough. Just like how Chris Moutinho brought the fight to... Uh, Sugar Sean, mm-hmm. I hope Paiva. Paiva has got a chance. Yeah. I think all these guys are realizing that they're talk, you know, they're facing off against uh, you know, a special fighter in Sugar Sean O'Malley. Sugar Sean, say what you want about him. He still fights well. He's got a great, he's lengthy, he's long, he fights, he uses his reach perfectly. And he hits and hard. he's got some power in, in the in those shots as well. So let's see what happens, man. I mean, you know, we said the same thing with Cheeto Vera, but Cheeto Vera took it to him <laughs> and, yeah. and, and beat him down. So we're going to find out what happens. Well, who you got? Well, um, stylistically speaking, it's a great fight. But I don't think Paiva will get past Sugar Sean O'Malley. I'm going to give it to Paiva. Ooh. I smell, I smell an upset. Well, one sec. If that happens, then the entire punch boogie treat is on me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, okay, I'm, okay. Hang on. This I, is on TV. Huh? Now, now this, is on, this is heard now. This is on tape. It's on tape, sorry. <laughs> if if Paiva beats Sugar Shono Mali this Sunday in India. Anyway, yeah, anyway, three round fight, it could be by in, decision. In any way, anyway. anyway, if he, you know, whatever, even if Shono Mali gets injured. <laughs> okay, done. Chalo. Those odds are good. Very good. Yeah. Ones. You know, then I'm footing the bill for chips at Punch Mookie. Done, done, done. <laughs> done. Are, done. Mate, but no parcel. Huh? 
No parcel. No parcel. <laughs> you can't. You, know, you can't say teen teen chicken chili parcel. <laughs> no, no, chicken garlic, chicken garlic, garlic chicken. <laughs> anyway, okay. moving, moving on to on the to next, next spicy one. fight: Kaikara France and Cody Garbrandt. Man, Kaikara France is such an incredible fighter. The speed of these guys is incredible, and it'll be interesting to see if Cody Garbrandt is going to bring down that heat, those that power that he brought in from bantamweight. Is he going to be bringing that to the flyweights? Yeah. Because that's going to get interesting. Because you remember. How hard Cody Garbrandt hits, man! Oh man, oh, it was man. it was amazing the way he beat Dominic Cruz for the belt when he yes. first came out of the scene. Yes, and now he's making his uh, resurgence in the flyweights. Looks good, and you know what? Either man could knock each other out. You never Ab- know. Absolutely. In fact, he has dropped one weight class. He is right now in the flyweight division, which is a hundred and twenty-five pounds. The only two people in this category that have such power, according to me, are Cody Garbrandt and the former UFC fighter called John Lineker, who was called Hands of Stone because he yes, used to, of course, he, I remember he used John to drop people with his left hook. You know, he didn't even need his power side. No, so, man. you know, so, Davison Figueredo as well has got the power, man. Yeah. Oh yes. Oh yes. He He's does. got the power. He, he does. He's got. But I've got I, the power. It's, I still feel it's not Garbrandt and Lineker no, power. It's not, no, no, it's not Garbrandt power. It's However, Garbrandt power. Chips, let's get into the prediction. Kai Kara France taking on Cody Garbrandt. Who's it for you? I'm sentimental, man. I love Cody Garbrandt. And I really want him to win. And yeah, I'm going to pick uh, Cody. Interesting pick. I think for this one, I'm going to go for Kai Kara France. I, my mind says Kai Kara France, but my heart says Cody. So, but okay. I'm going with Cody. Perfect. So, we are right now opposite sides of the game so far. Yes. Next sir. one, welterweight. Jeff, Joff Neal and Santiago Ponzinibbio. <laughs> it's the pawn man all the way, bro. That guy is there to take your head off. And he also does it. He also been knocked out in the past. Yeah. It doesn't yeah, make a difference yeah. to him. He comes to fight and he brings it. So that Jeff is Neal beautiful. is in as, as tough as Jeff Neal is. Man, Ponzinibbio is tough. Wow. Okay. So Chips and me are definitely on two sides of the boat because I'm going for Joff Neal for this one. I love Santiago, but I feel Joff Neal has the weapons to pull it off. Ah, let's see. Let's see. It's, it's crazy. It's crazy. It's getting heated up now. This is exactly yes, the opposite. Women's bantamweight division for the title. This is easy, man. <laughs> Amanda Nunes and Juliana Pena. Juliana Pena is is a winner of the Ultimate Fighter. Yes. Um, the women's edition, which came out many many years ago, I think it was it was the season where Ronda Rousey and Misha Tate were the coaches. Yes. Were the coaches. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And and Juliana Pena had incredible grappling. She has incredible grappling, and she's been developing that. Unfortunately, due to her knee injury, her career was sidelined for two years, but yeah. came back with a bang. But that being said, she has. She doesn't have a tough task. She has an impossible task in front of her. It's, oh, really? You it's, think as Amanda so? Nunez, man. Whatever anybody does well, Amanda does better. If you Very think true. you wrestle, Amanda wrestles better. If you think you can submit people, Amanda will submit you better. If you think you can strike, Amanda will send you into the crescent moon, astral traveling into tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> well, I love those terms, but so I can, <laughs> I'm assuming you're saying and still and still dude and, and still. still well superhuman camera also is this time on the same boat as arjun aka mystic chips i think i think it's going to be amanda nunes and still amanda nunes by whatever way she wants however now the main event of the evening is for the lightweight belt oh, it's between so tough. This is so tough. charles olivera <laughs> and dustin poirier 
Oh my God. Well, you know what? Both, it's such a styles make fights kind of thing. Dustin Poirier has come, it's such a long way. He's built up, he was started his career at featherweight, is now fighting for that lightweight belt. This is something he's going to try and realize a dream that he's wanted. He's worked hard, he's become, he's found his weight, his perfect weight at lightweight. He's strong, he's tough, he's gritty, he can take a punch, is solid on the ground. His only, the only time we saw him in a moment of weakness was against the former champion, Khabib Nurmagomedov. But then again, it's Khabib's grappling. So, you know, it's superlative. It's nobody gets out of it. But true, true. at the same time, you've got a phenom in Charles Oliveira, who's been sneakily behind the scenes, building up a career. He's had more than 20 fights. And even in the face of adversity, he took the humongous, he took humongous shots from Chandler. And yes. from Michael Chandler and still survived and came back and knocked him out. Yes. That was the yes. funny thing. Something that even Gechi couldn't do with his power. So that is going to be an interesting thing to see. What is going to happen now? What is going to happen? Does Dustin Poirier keep it on the feet? Or is Charles Oliver? The thing is, you can't make a mistake with Charles. You cannot on the ground. You cannot. True. True. Yeah, what? I don't want to say. <laughs> you know what? There was a nice pause out there. I was like, okay, now Chips is going to make his prediction. But, you know, but he started scratching his eye. <laughs> I'm going to say it goes the distance. It's going to be Charles Oliveira by decision. Oh, that's a very interesting prediction. Plus, the way he's going to win. Um, you know what? That that analysis that you gave was so spot on. I'm actually thinking now. Initially, when you know when I saw this fight, I thought maybe Dustin Poirier could just upset the champion. But I feel it's going to be and still. I think Charles Oliveira is hungrier. He's grittier. He doesn't have charity organizations. He lives in a small house. He knows what it means to keep that belt. I yeah. think I think Charles Oliveira retains the belt. I think Charles retains the belt too. Unless, you know, but you know, freak things can happen. I don't think he's... He, Dustin can catch you with a barrage of shots. No yeah. doubt. He can yeah. do that. He's got tight boxing. But at the same time, Charles is also lankier. And the best thing about Charles, he's not afraid to be taken down. Yes. If you knock him down and go into his guard, he's like, oh, wow. Absolutely. Absolutely. There's no so, doubt about that. So, ladies and gentlemen, the analysis and the experts have made their predictions. You can make your predictions. Tag us. Hashtag us on all platforms. Chips, what are your handles? Yes, sir. My handle is my Instagram is at Arjun Chips and my Twitter is at the Mystic Chips. Guys, tag us, hashtag us, and definitely give us your predictions to let us know who's going to win, who's going to lose, or whatever you even think. Just tag us and be part of the conversation for your chance to win some awesome The Fighting Goat merchandise. Absolutely. And you can tag me on Instagram, somesh.camera, and on Twitter, it is somesh underscore camera. And on IVM Podcast, it's across all platforms. So you can make your predictions, make your choices, get a chance to win some exciting merchandise from us. And don't forget to download the Mintra app have a look at us this Friday, which is 10th of December at 3 p.m., yes, 5 p.m., and 8 p.m. Live shopping. We are going to be shopping live with you. We're going to be yes, displaying yes. some stuff, having some fun, having some crazy conversations, and <laughs> hoping to get you outfitted in the perfect athlete leisure wear. Having said that, we are going to be signing off at the moment and see you same time, same place next week with another exciting episode of The Fighting Goats.